Are you ready to take your real estate investing business to the next level? Well, you're in the right place. This is the Real Estate Investing Morning Show. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. With your mentors, Wayne and Gabby. Hey, good morning, everybody. Good morning. Happy Wednesday. <laughs> it's our last day in Mexico, so we're just uh, soaking it up. It's a windy one this morning. Yeah, it is. Um, so hopefully the audio is not too crazy, but it seems like the birds are singing along with the wind. Yes, they are. Um, morning show. Had a pretty cool night last night. Yeah, we did. <laughs> it's my, my favorite part of um, going to, to Mexico is uh, the taco tour. Taco tour 2.0. Yeah. So we um, normally what that entails is uh, you hop on a bus and uh, they take you into you know town and then you go to six different taco shops and you get to try different types of tacos, different shops. Really cool. Little backstreet uh, dives. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like yeah. You, you, you know, your your bar stool is like pretty much just like hanging off the curb, <laughs> and cars are flying by behind. You know, on your on your belt, um, which is which is pretty neat. Um, but this time it was different. They told us um, when we were signing up, it's not as advertised. I'm like okay, and they said it's going to be in a different town. I'm like okay, so it means it's not in Playa del Carmen. It's going to be in a different town, and they named some town we didn't ever heard of. Yeah. And uh, so we hop in this bus and there's only two people in it, us and someone else. And uh, they take us, I don't know, we drove like 10 minutes down the highway. And then they, you know, we pulled into this this place. It had a sign, but like if it wasn't gated, every other resort is gated and big security and big walls and stuff. And they took us down this dirt road. It's like potholes galore. Wayne and I kept looking at each other like, what the fuck? I'm like, okay, so happening? we're picking, we must be picking out, picking up another um, you know, uh, guest um, yeah. family, and this must be their resort. And like, we're driving down this road for like five minutes, 10 minutes, and we're passing all this stuff. And it's just more dirt road, more dirt road. And we're like going deep in the jungle. And then I'm like, okay, deep in the jungle. This we're <laughs> we're about to get kidnapped for ransom. <laughs> like legit. And um, we passed like a farm, like a horse farm. And there's a bunch of Chickens there's a Mexican running chickens running around. There's a Mexican family just kind of sitting on rocking chairs, just staring at us as we drive by. I'm like, where the fuck is this resort? We're picking these people up at. And uh, eventually, like, we kind of, like, surfaced from the jungle and we could see the ocean. And we're like, oh, that's nice. And then we stayed on the road for a little bit longer. And then we we stopped and they backed up and they opened up the door and like, we're here. And I'm like, <laughs> I looked at the other the other couple and I'm like, do you guys know what the hell's going on? They're like, no, I have no idea what's going on. And uh, it turns out that we weren't doing a tour. We that we were they took us to this little spot. So it's um, actually a beach club. I uh, looked it up on Instagram afterwards, and yeah. yeah, they they call themselves a beach club. So yeah, it was like on the on the coast, but like you had to drive deep through the jungle on like a rough dirt road yeah. to get there. And but it was beautiful. Like they had the lights set up and the cabanas on the beach and they had a, the bar with the swings and just like so picturesque. 
Yeah. So we made tortillas, we made salsa, and then we had all, you know, they, they made us all different types of tacos and then stories of Mexican history and stories of, you know, uh, those types of tacos and when they were created. And yeah, it was, it was yeah, pretty we neat. to make our own margaritas. And, yeah. Yeah. So it was, it was actually a pretty cool event. There was, there was maybe another um, five groups, six groups. Yeah. Bunch of people from England, bunch of people from uh, Switzerland, bunch of people from Canada. Yeah, states. Um, states. So yeah, it was, it was actually a really cool event. Um, I really enjoyed it. Um, yeah, it was a nice way to, to finish off our vacation. Yeah. Well, we did this last time two years ago too. We we found out about the taco tour like on the last couple of days, mm-hmm. and so yeah, we booked it the day before we left as well. And same thing this year. We got Corey, Corey. in from Playa Carmen. He's Hola. up. <laughs> I <laughs> I figured the first morning after your first night you would have been a little a little sick from uh, the Mexican water. <laughs> I eat tequila, um, but I saw Corey's uh, Corey Graham's on here live uh, with us. Uh, I saw your pictures, and uh, man, they got some pretty cool stuff over at the uh, the Excarat yeah. monkeys and shit. Yeah. Or, or, well, yeah, it's like very jungly. Yeah, yeah, it's, that's pretty awesome. First day making it up this early, too much tequila. Exactly. (laughs) You know what? It's not too bad when you're here. It's 8 a.m., right? So it's uh, it's a little more manageable. And and to be honest, if you're listening on your balcony, um, you got the sunrise. You know, just coming up over the ocean. It's it's pretty nice. It's pretty nice. Um, Speaking of ocean, the monkeys were just in our hotel. (laughs) What's that? The monkeys were just in our hotel. He says. Oh really? That's hilarious. I don't know if Everly would like that or if she'd shit her pants. Explicitly told us to watch stuff on our balconies from thriving monkeys. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. That's that's too thieving funny. Monkeys. Oh, thriving. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Or thieving? Oh, maybe it was thieving. Yeah, thriving. Okay. Yeah, thieving, thriving. Um, yeah. So uh, everyone listening in, in cold uh, Ontario and cold Alberta. Um, oh, that is funny. Okay, yeah, he misspelled it twice. It is thieving. So, yeah, they'll come onto your balcony and steal stuff. So, you got to watch out for your uh, stuff. The monkey business is thriving, though. <laughs> yes, it is. The monkey, the monkey business. thieving business the, is the thriving. The colony in the jungle is thriving. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they got lots of cool shades and swimsuits. <laughs> Le- I legit can just, just picture these monkeys just like swinging from the trees with everybody's Ray Bans. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Leave your Ray Bans at home, guys. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's all we wanted to talk to you about this morning was just about how warm and nice it is yeah. in Mexico. So uh, have a great um, day. Uh, <laughs> and legit, <laughs> we actually have to cut this. Uh, we gotta we gotta keep this um, this show short, short today. today. Probably do have about a half an hour because um, we uh, once we're done, we gotta shower up and get ready and pack our stuff. Um, go have breakfast and then we're leaving. Um, our daughter made uh, like a best friend. Yeah, like here. an incredible friend. Um, by they have been inseparable since New Year, uh, Christmas Eve. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. Was it so, Christmas Eve? Yeah, Christmas Eve. Yeah, they met by chance. They just met on the skating rink, of course. On the skating rink. A couple of Canadians. And uh, <laughs> they've been inseparable ever since. So um, they were pretty sad to... to to say goodbye yesterday so we told them okay well you guys can have breakfast yeah together. meet us for breakfast so they meet us for breakfast and uh so that's where we're going to finish up here um at the half hour mark um i i guess i could do upcoming events let's just do <laughs> Patrick, real... there's a skating rink yeah yeah it's not actual ice artificial ice yeah artificial ice 
Um, but it's, it's pretty neat. Um, our resort has like a mall. Um, and, uh, so they got a skating rink, they got an arcade, they got a bowling alley, um, it's shops, like shops and casino, casino and a haunted house. Yeah. Um, uh, they've also got like this huge giant, like entertainment TV, like, you know, like really, really big. Um, and you can pay eight bucks to play Xbox on it. So like when you walk by in the mall, there's kids <laughs> playing Fortnite. Um, <laughs> it's really, really weird. Um, yeah, there's lots of cool stuff to do here. It's great for families, yeah. Yeah, once once the sun goes down and, and there's no, you know, it's, it's a couple hours between dinner and, like, the night show. You know, there's not really yeah. much to do other than sit in your room when you got kids. Um, so, I mean, I, I'm sure they make a killing, killing in that arcade. Oh, yeah. They made a ton off us. Yeah, we easily spent, like, 50 bucks a night and we're in there for, like, 15 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> That's fun. Yeah, it's it fun. is fun. Um... I'll do upcoming events real fast. Uh, so upcoming events, uh, we had a townhouse uh, flip meetup. We have a meetup in Edmonton on January 16th. Uh, Gabby tells me there's two spots two left. Two tickets left. Um, it's free. So yeah. like, you know. Come see the to... final product network. Come say hi. Yeah. Yeah. And um, yeah, it's going to be the first of, uh, I think, a monthly meetup. Um, we're going to try and do monthly meetups um, in Edmonton. Um, so we're planning something for February. Uh, I've been trying to get Gabby to sit down and, and brainstorm with me because I have a couple ideas, but um, she's been uh, quite tied up with uh, tequila tequila and the beach, margaritas <laughs> specifically. Um, so on the flight, I think I got her for five hours. I'll strap her in and uh, <laughs> and we'll we'll, uh, we'll figure that one out. And then the two cabin retreats. We got a cabin retreat at the end of January, which is sold out. And then we have one more cabin retreat uh, February 25th through 27th. It's a three-day real estate investing cabin retreat in Alberta Beach. Uh, spend the weekend with us and with a small group of other investors and spend the weekend like literally just talking about real estate and making a plan. Um, a very, very intentional weekend um, about being intentional. intentional. <laughs> um, you know, pretty much all the stuff that we kind of, we kind of gloss over on the show, um, we go really, 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 really deep into it for three days. Um, like morning to midnight, we, you know, have breakfast and lunch and dinner together and drinks and, and we just spend the whole weekend in the cabin, um, just really brainstorming and masterminding about how, how you're going to get it done, what you have right now, what you don't know that you have right now, what you could have, and just basically just tap into all the resources, come up with a plan. And when you leave the weekend, you have a clear roadmap on exactly what you're going to do. No more, you know, should I do this? Should I do this? Ooh, multifamily looks cool. Well, if it does, let's talk about it and let's figure out why and see if it's the right thing to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and ideally get you to where you want to be significantly faster. Yeah. yeah. Um, so that's uh, there's there's a couple spots available February 25th through 27th. Um, and uh, the link for that is in the show notes here. Um, as well, my, my cell phone number is in there as well. I don't know, I don't know if you guys know that or not. Um, uh, on top of answering all of your questions live every morning on the on the podcast, um, by the way, you if you're if you're listening to the recorded version, you can listen to this live on Podbean. Um, there's an app you join in. There's a bunch of people listening right now. They're they're live every morning. Um, you can click that call in button and ask any questions. Literally, click the button, ask a question, free coaching, bam. Yeah. Um, on top of that, if you're like a little shy, which sucks, <laughs> but if you're a little shy. My cell phone number is literally right there in the show notes for in Podbean show notes right there. And is also in the iTunes, Spotify and everything other 
show notes as well in the podcast. So you can just text me and ask me a question. Mm-hmm. If it's quick and easy, I'll probably get back to you within the hour, depending on how busy I am. Yeah. So um, that's a resource there as well if you guys want that. <sighs> okay, real estate investing. Uh, uh, <laughs> I, I, I went and got cappuccinos this morning. We came back in the room and Gab's just sitting there just like she's all stressed out. She's like, I got nothing. Because <laughs> I, when I left, I said, Gab, when I come back, you better have some ideas for what we're going to talk about today. <laughs> she's all super guilty just sitting there on the couch. I got, I got, I got nothing. nothing, Wayne. Um, which <laughs> I... Uh, <laughs> He's like, all right, let's do this. <laughs> and that's literally what I said. I'm like, all right, I got this. And I just, you know, stirred my sugar into my cappuccino and I said, okay, I got this. Um, there's a bunch of things that I could talk about. It's just I, I'm not sure if I should. Here's what I want to do. I want to do a shout out to our mentees because it's kind of the end of the year. And I almost feel like all I want to talk about this week is all about like, you know, reflection and goal setting and, and mm-hmm. reminding yourself how shitty you are. And, <laughs> you know, those breakthrough moments. Like Every you time know, you say it, it doesn't sound any better. <laughs> I, it sounds hilarious <laughs> in my head. Um, it's the truth, though. I, I look back to this year. I look back and I said, like, man, you could have done significantly more. Um, I think about just specific moments, specific months where I was like way too in my head, trying to think about what people were going to say, what people were going to, you know, how, you know, making sure that I got the best outcome, mm-hmm. um, making sure that I, a lot of this year for me was making sure that I didn't, I didn't overload myself. Mm-hmm. Um, with our financing business, I wanted to make sure that we didn't get too many clients. Yeah. That was my biggest fear this year was that if I put out marketing, I would get too many calls and I'd have to turn people away and it would look really bad. Mm-hmm. That was like legit. That was a, that was a big thing for me this year um, because we had some financing issues that we needed to get sorted out. Um, and financing was not 100%. It was about 90%. And I was not cool with putting out marketing and bringing in a ton of new clients if my financing wasn't a hundred percent. So I throttled it back to only do a certain amount of clients when I couldn't have done Lots. at least 20 more yeah. at least. Um, but you know, I'm also grateful for the year that we had, um, though it was crazy. Um, it was really great. It was great. Um, from a family perspective also, you know, the other thing I want to talk about was, um, you know, looking back and like the people that we've coached and mentored this year, and your mastermind groups. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't talk about your mastermind groups too much with me. That's that's more of a, a private thing. But um, I know that the people that are in your groups have had tremendous growth. Mm-hmm. Um, I see it through social media. I see it through, you know, the things they're doing and when I'm talking to them at networking events. Also, like the the mentees that I've been working with and the coaching clients that book coaching calls. Crazy, crazy amount of growth this year. Um, so I, I, I love to tell people indirectly that you're worthless and you, you should have done a lot more this year. Um, but you did do amazing. Um, you know, I, I've got some mentees that like, um, I was actually thinking about it this morning when I was walking back with the cappuccinos, just like just counting all the things they did. And, uh, I really hope if you're listening, you start really start counting. I hope you're doing this reflection thing at the end of the year. I really hope you do Yeah. because it's, um, it's easy to be like, oh man, I could have done so much more, but then, um, I only did six deals this year. Well, same time. That's, <laughs> that's fucking six phenomenal. deals more than you did the year before. Yeah. Um, there's actually, there's one person and I, I told, I asked his, his permission um, to tell this story. And I, I probably on the podcast, I probably won't just say his name, but um, I, I, no, this it's, 
Okay. I was going to do a social media post about it because I thought it was really cool. But um, back in September, um, he sent me a text. So all my mentees, they have full access to me. Um, they can text me whenever they want, email me whenever they want. And then we do bi-weekly calls, video calls. So uh, we have a one-hour call every two weeks just to kind of like, those are for the, the deep conversations of like, you know, something's not working. Let's figure it out. Anyways, for like quick little texts and stuff like that to answer questions, full access. So he sends me a text and it was a long fucking text. He should have, he should have saved this for, for a call, a call. <laughs> but it was a very long text. And it's like, this shit ain't working. It's September. Um, it's been a shitty year. Um, I feel like I should just be hopping into flips. And for me, I'm like, we, in my mind, I'm like, we got a plan, right? Well, let's stick, stick to, to the plan. <clears throat> just because things aren't working, let's figure out a, a way to make them work before we drastically change the plan, right? Um, a lot of people do that. They think, oh, this isn't working. I'm going to go change into another strategy. Yeah. No, let's figure out why it's not working, yeah. right? And for him, I knew exactly why it wasn't working. Um, maybe just stubbornness, maybe just insecurities like we talked about yesterday. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but... And that's not saying like it was like a hundred percent that, but just, you know, an accumulation or a, a combination of that, yeah, um, sure. that led to that. And I can see it from, from up here, but it's hard to see it when it's yourself. So anyways, in September, he's saying like, I'm thinking like, let's, let's get out of the wholesaling and let's get into, uh, let's get into flipping. You know, no one wants to take these deals. So he's finding these deals, right? That's, that was, that was the most depressing part about it. It's a wholesaler. He's finding deals and no one's buying them. It's the worst part about wholesaling. Mm -hmm. Everybody thinks it's, it's, it's all about finding a good deal. It's hard to find a good deal. No, good deals, deals are, are easy. Everywhere. They're everywhere. You can lock them up on, on, you know, private sales. You can lock them up on MLS and sell them for God's sakes. Yeah. The hard part is selling them to investors. That's the difficult because when you get these things locked up, normally you get them locked up with conditions for two weeks, two weeks. Right. On average, yeah. um, a lot of cases when you get really good deals, the seller wants you to go unconditional. Right. So yeah. you need to make sure that you have buyers lined up right away, because the second you get that thing signed, you've got two weeks. Not for, only having buyers lined up right away, but buyers that, you know, are going to pull the trigger. Investors. Yeah. Um, because you get it on Tuesday night, Wednesday morning, you got to get on that that mailing list, you got to get on the phone, you got to call everybody and they need to be ready. Like Gabby said, a trigger puller. They need to have financing lined up. They need to be able to make decisions quickly. They also need to know, you know, it, it needs to be what they want. Yeah. So if you got some deal on some bungalow in some neighborhood that nobody wants, you know, yeah, it could be $50,000 under value or you could make $200,000 off that deal. It doesn't matter if nobody wants it. Yeah. Um, so it's very, very difficult to find deals and then to sell the deals. You got to do marketing for distressed sellers, and then you got to do marketing for hungry investors. It's it's wholesaling is that it's it's tough. Um, anyway, so he was he was struggling with that. He had plenty of deals that were coming in, but he had to walk away from them because yeah, no one was buying them. And uh, we talked a lot about you know how to fix that problem and. and um, I don't know. Uh, I mean, I, I I can't recall exactly what I said to him other than shut the fuck up and get back to work. <laughs> <laughs> Something to that extent. Uh, I might have said it a lot nicer, um, but just stick stick to the plan. You know, it's going to work. You just like you got to be patient. And I mean, he was patient nine months. 
Yeah. Well, it was actually like 12 months or something like that. But um, he'd done a couple deals, but like for the amount of work that he was doing full time, yeah. um, it, it didn't seem like it was paying off. Anyways, uh, fast forward to December. Um, I met up with him for, for something. I can't remember what it was. And uh, it, that was the end of September. So October, November, two months later, he'd accumulated like twenty-five dollars to $35,000. In wholesaling fees. In wholesaling fees. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't know. Like, it was it was like four or five deals that he did in like, in like less than 60 days. And like, he was just, you can just tell, like, I didn't talk to him about it for those 60 days. But like, just, he just had like the best 60 days. And, um, but there was also a shift. Like I saw it too. There was a shift in in how he was showing up and what mm-hmm. he had going on. And a few of the things that I, I said that he needed to do, he finally did. I'm not gonna not gonna be like I'm gonna not gonna do the whole I told you so. <laughs> um, but um, he stepped out of his comfort zone in a lot of different okay. spots, and he just fucking killed it. Yeah, unbelievable. And is killing it. And is continuing to kill it. Yeah. Yes. Um, Anyways, so that's, um, he, he knows who he is and, uh, <laughs> and, and some people who are listening might even know, but, um, I think it's a good, it's a good lesson. Um, good story for people, um, to hear, you know, if you don't think the process is working, you know, stick with it, try and figure out how to fix it first before you just quit and try something else. Um, there are plenty of people, these strategies are called strategies because they're legit. People are using them. You can't just fall back and say, oh, it doesn't work in my, my market or it doesn't work for me because I'm a Aquarius. Um, I don't talk to people. Uh, I'm an introvert. I'm an extrovert. What, whatever it is. Um, just stick with it. Figure out what it is and, and, and make that change. And I promise you, if you. Oh, my gosh, the loud trucks are here this morning. First one. Is that a vacuum truck? Dump truck? That's a, tra- a tractor. Tractor and a truck. It's a tractor. It's a tractor and a truck. Oh, a tractor <laughs> and a truck. <laughs> Has he got headphones in? He's definitely listening to the show. <laughs> I think me, he just me. winked at me. <laughs> okay, motorcycle, car. All right. Okay, yeah, stick with it. It's... Um, Barry and Donna McGuire have a, have a phrase that they use a lot mm-hmm. and it's, uh, and they say it's, uh, you got to get your first damn deal. Yeah. One damn deal. Uh, one damn deal. And I love it because they're absolutely right. You know, these strategies, they seem really difficult. Um, real estate investing in general seems really fucking difficult until you do that first deal. Yeah. And then suddenly it's like, Oh, Oh, why was I wasting nine months? Why was I wasting two years taking all these different little entry level webinars and stuff like that, trying to get perfect, trying to get ready when really it wasn't that hard? Um, you know, the first deal is hard. The second deal is super easy. Yeah. And then the third is even easier. And the fourth is even easier. And by the fifth, you can teach the course. Legit. It's so stick with it. Have a little more um, confidence in yourself. Be patient. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So shout out to him. Shout out to the other mentees this year. Um, well, that fr- I think we hear the phrase a lot. Um, it's not working. Yeah. People say that all the time. It's just not working. I've done everything. I've tried everything. It's not working. And that's just 
straight up bullshit. Like, have you tried everything? Yeah. Have you done everything you can do? Have you looked at how you're showing up? Have you looked at who you're talking to? Have mm-hmm. you looked at what you're doing? Have you looked at how you're spending your time? Have you looked at literally every area of your life? Have you tried trying? Wayne's favorite phrase. Have you tried trying? <laughs> have you tried trying? You say you've tried, but have you really tried? No, you haven't tried it. You should try trying. Yeah, because if other people are doing it and are successful at it, then when you say it's not working, that's you just straight up quitting because you don't have the tenacity to keep going. Mm-hmm. Straight up quitting. If other people can do it, then you are just straight up quitting. You're not doing everything you can do. Yeah. Got to be all in, 100%. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so here's the other thing I was going to talk about. And then this one, I'm going to keep it short um, because I could definitely go down a rabbit hole. And then maybe tomorrow, if you guys want to talk more about agreement for sales, um, we talk more about that. I you know- guys, we're going to need you to be active tomorrow and participate and ask questions and call in because we are going to be fucking tired. <laughs> yeah, we're getting in Our late tomorrow. flight lands at nine o'clock tonight, but then we have to deal with the whole like customs. testing and customs and all that kind of stuff. So I don't know what time we're going to get home, but, uh, and yeah. then we're up at five o'clock and then we're up at five. So, so uh, yeah, Help bring your out. questions tomorrow, please. Um, did you check the email today, Gabby? No. Okay. <laughs> I always love, I always love starting it off like that. Cause she's like, I don't know. I don't know what's coming. Um, Agreement for sales. Uh, we haven't talked about it on the show for a little while. I can't remember. I think Barry came on and talked about rent owns. I don't think he talked about agreement for sales much. Um, agreement for sales is one of the, the first uh, strategies that we use that really helped catapult our business. Um, you want to talk about strategies that people, 99% of people quit on? It's that one. Yeah. Um, you really, really need to stick with it. Um, so we did really well in it. And since, you know, um, we were students of Barry McGuire um, and then, uh, you know, we joined this focus team and now we're helping him teach it, um, you know, live every Monday. He does um, Facebook lives on his Facebook group and uh, and teaches, you know, strategies like a green for sale and rent on and stuff like that. I'm on there every Monday. <clears throat> so, you know, it's 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 a really really cool strategy that that we implemented that we were very successful with that we still use to this day um among you know along with the other strategies as well wholesaling and rental and that kind of stuff um so one of our agreement for sale deals uh from a few few years back um it it didn't go as planned actually you know we have two agreement for sale (laughs) deals that didn't go as planned this one we don't talk about it very very much because it's it's still uh uh technically it's 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 in it's in it's in legal now so it's it's between lawyers um but we got an email this morning and um this this little lawsuit's been going on for two and a half three years um what happened was for those of you that know what an agreement for sale is and for those of you that don't tune in tomorrow i'll tell you um we had a seller that agreed to do an agreement for sale with us. And um, along the way, she kind of forgot what we were doing. Um, you know, she at certain points said, 
wait a second, I don't own this house anymore. Why is there still a mortgage? Why do you need to call my mortgage company? Why do I need to renew my mortgage? Um, complete airhead, if she's listening. Um, <laughs> legit, she, she, she really is. Um, and, you know, we'd have to re-explain to her, like, no, we have an agreement that you're going to carry, you know, financing. We have an agreement for sale. It's on a two-year term, and then we renew at the two-year mark for another five years. It's like a seven-and-a-half-year agreement for sale, something like that. And uh, she was just completely dumb. Oh, wait for the truck. Tractor's probably right behind it. Eh? <laughs> Anyways, uh, so when it came time for renewal, um, she was supposed to renew her mortgage. Um, we weren't receiving any letters from the mortgage company. And they were addressed to our address. So we should have received the renewal letter. We never got it, never got it, never got it. And then like 30 days before, we're like, okay, like we seriously need to take care of this quick. Um, we need to see what this renewal offer is. So we're trying to get her to contact the mortgage company. She has no idea what the fuck's going on. Um, we got her to sign a document that we could call. And we called them and um, called up the mortgage company and said, like, hey, we haven't got a renewal letter. Oh, uh, it should have been in the mail. Okay, let's just have a look here. And um, so, oh... Oh, yeah. Um, the offer was a six-month mortgage. So she had a five-year 2% mortgage. Five-year fixed 2% interest rate mortgage before. Um, she said, your offer is six months at, I think it was like 7.7% interest. Yeah. yeah. And I'm like, whoa, hang on a second. This is this is two and a half years ago. I'm like, whoa. <laughs> um, we want a renewal. <laughs> Um, we had 2% before she goes, well, I don't really know why, but, um, your renewal offer is six months at 7.7 or whatever. And like, I'm crunching the numbers here and I'm like, this, it just does not make any fucking sense anymore. Like, like this is a terrible no, investment. It's a terrible <laughs> investment. Like, um, there's no reason for me to keep this. It's going to increase my payments ridiculously. We've got a tenant buyer in this thing. Um, so like, I'm kind of obligated to stick with it. Long story short, the tenant buyer actually failed right at the exact same time and moved out. So we had a bit Which of an opportunity. It was a huge blessing. Um, it gave us uh, some options. Um, so we called the girl back and we're like, hey, what the hell did you do to your credit? And um, she hadn't been working for the last few years. Um, the reason why she left is she wanted to move back to BC to be with her sick grandmother who was dying. You know, really sad story. You know, we had a really great relationship with her. Um, and, uh, apparently she'd moved back to Edmonton and she'd just been couch surfing and not working. And our, she's like, my credit's fantastic. <laughs> your, your offer says otherwise. Um, so she probably just racking up credit and, uh, missing payments and stuff like that. Well, because of that, her renewal offer was garbage and she wasn't able like that defeated the whole purpose of us doing a green for sale. Had I known that I never would have taken that deal on. And it's something that we never really considered either. Managing the Managing sellers. the seller to make yeah. sure that they still, like we made the mortgage payments. Everything was good on that side, but yeah. she wasn't making credit card payments, which affected her credit, um, uh, her credit score, which affected the mortgage renewal. Now, uh, side note, this doesn't normally happen. They don't yeah. normally pull credit. Um, they don't normally pull title. What they just do is they send out a renewal offer. Yeah. But beginning of the pandemic mm -hmm. when everybody was doing mortgage deferrals apparently the mark the mortgage companies were 
scrambling to figure out how to uh, mitigate their risks. So what they were doing was they started pulling title and they started pulling credits at renewal times for anyone who did a mortgage deferral, which we did a mortgage deferral on that. And, and, and some that weren't mortgage deferrals, but they started pulling credits. And then if it was less than desirable, they were basically offering them the fuck you offer because they had to make them an offer. They always have to give you at least a six, six month months, offer. Yeah. So that's, I talked to a mortgage broker and they're like, oh yeah, that's the fuck you offer. Like go away. So I, I, I tell her like, you know, what the hell happened? She's like, no, I've never missed a payment. My credit's fantastic and everything else. And I'm like, well, okay, if that's the case, then you need to talk to our mortgage broker or a mortgage broker and you need to get this, this resolved right away, right away. Or find a new lender or whatever. Find a new yeah. letter, you, lender. Like you need to get like this word, like this is not acceptable. And she's like, no, you got to take it. And I'm like, well, no, like seriously, like you haven't tried. Please, for the love of God, just try. Here's a mortgage broker. All you got to do is just, you know, go talk to her and she'll help you get set up. So she talks to the mortgage broker and, and, um, and that's, that's when we found out that's like, Hey, it doesn't look very promising. Apparently I, she's like, I can't tell you what I saw, right. Confidentiality and stuff, but it's just not looking very promising. So I had a, a conversation with the seller and I said, Hey, like, okay, obviously you haven't really held up your end of the deal. You know what I mean? Like, this is just not acceptable for us. We're actually going to lose money on this now. It makes zero sense. Um, here's the thing, though. She's like, no, 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 no. It's My credit's totally fine. It's okay. Here's the deal. From what I understand from the mortgage broker is all you need to do is just fix your credit score. You need to fix a couple things. She won't tell me what, but it sounds like you just need to fix a couple things. And then in six months, you can go and apply for a new mortgage. Okay? Apparently, if you just fix these couple things over the next six months then you should be able to get the interest rate that you want. Okay. If that's the case and, and you think she's like, Oh, I'll definitely do that. I'm yeah, I talked to her. I'm going to do that. Like, you know, I'm going to like, it's bullshit. This, this, this is not my fault. Everything else is okay. Cool. The reason why you were asking us to do this for you an agreement for sale was because you needed to leave. Please hold. Just <laughs> up track. The reason why you, we did this agreement for sale, the reason why you needed to leave quickly, the reason why, you know, was because you had no equity, you couldn't hire a realtor, and you needed to leave right now to be with your grandmother. But you're back in Edmonton now, and you're couch surfing. I said, do you just want the house back? And she's like, seriously? I'm like, yeah. Like, I don't really, like, it sounds like you've got to fix a couple things, right? And your interest rates could be back to normal in the next little while anyways. Um... What, like you bought this house, this was your home. Like, do you just want to, like, rather than couch surfing, you don't have to qualify for mortgage. You don't need a down payment or anything. You've already got this place. Why don't you just take this place back? And and she's like, yeah, I can rent out a few rooms. I'm like, yeah, absolutely. Um, she's like, oh, that'd be amazing. Yeah. That, okay, cool, cool, cool. Um, yeah, send me the information. And I said, the other thing is obviously that, you know, we've accumulated equity. We paid down the mortgage. Um, and like we have money in this. So we want to make sure that we get our money back out. Okay. All the money that we've made over the last, However many years we want that money back out. She's like, okay, well, send me all the details and everything else, and, and I'll get that. Uh, let's let's do it. Um, turns out it was like I think it was twenty eight or thirty two thousand dollars that we'd accumulated in equity. Um, she's totally okay with it. She's like, I don't have the money. That's that's totally fine. Um, here's what we'll do: we'll set up a payment plan. Like I, I know if you don't have the money in your couch surfing right now, I get it. For me, I just wanted to get out of this thing and just get it in documentation and writing that we're going to be able to get our profits out eventually. 
So we set it up on like a 10 year payment schedule, which was like ridiculous. And for like the first couple of years, she only had to make minimal payments. And then they kind of increased a little bit later. Um, it was 10 years or five years. And then we gave her like a deadline to pay it all off by. Yeah. So um, she's agreeing, agreeing with that. Uh, we had it all written up and everything else. We had a dissolution uh, agreement for our agreement for sale. We sent it off to her. She's like, okay, I want to go see the place because I want to go measure it out because I want to paint. I said, okay, cool. She goes in there and she says, I want to paint and, and um, I want to change a couple of things before I move back in. Then she tells us she got some tenants that are moving in. I'm like, okay, you got tenants. Cool, cool, cool. Um, she's like, I need the key again. And I'm like, well, let's, she's like, I want, I want to start moving my stuff in. I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. we got to sign the documents first before we start, um, before we start, you know, doing keys and letting anybody in or whatever. Let's, let's get the paperwork done first or whatever. And she's like, my lawyer's looking at it. I said, okay, cool. Let's just, well, they're moving in on Thursday. And it's just Tuesday. I'm like, I get that. But like, you know, you've had this for a week and a half now. Get your lawyer to review it. Let's get it done properly. Make sure everything's all good. You're good and we're good. And then we'll, then we'll move forward. She starts getting hostile. No, give me the keys right now. This is my house. Like, just calm down, calm down. She starts cursing and swearing, saying she's going to bust down the door. She's got to call the police. And then the police are going to open the door. And then she's going to hire a locksmith to change the locks. And I'm like, oh, my God. Okay, so like, I need to diffuse this a little bit. I need to calm her down. I'm like, okay, I'm going to give you the keys. Add it in writing. I'm going to give you the keys. You know, you can go in there. You can do your measurements and stuff like that. You can start painting if you want, but please do not move in and leave the key in the lockbox afterwards. Okay. She says, sure. No problem. Thank you so much. Super sweet. Um, so we go by there a few days later and uh, to, to go check on it. And uh, there's no key in the box. I look in the window and there's furniture in there. I go back to my house to go grab the other key, try the lock doesn't work. So the bitch changed the locks and stole the property. <laughs> so now it just got super complicated. <laughs> so now like now she's stolen the property back, which, you know, in between us, um, which was great because like she just admitted, like she just defaulted on the agreement. So that was fantastic. Thank you. Um, but uh, now since then, we've been in, you know, dealing with lawyers trying to get what's owed to us for the last two and a half years. She took the property and like, she's like, no, it's my house. I never agreed to any of this. I never agreed to any of the, you know, agreement for sale or whatever. I'm like, lady, look at the contract. Like you got independent legal advice. Like this is, she just forgets. But um, yeah, that's, that's what's been going on with that. It's um, you know, when people ask, you know, what happens if the seller doesn't, you know, agree or whatever. Like none of that really could have happened unless you know, she stole the property, right? Because in most cases, as long as you still have the property, possession of the property, you're okay. As long as you can still personally make payments to their mortgage lender, you're okay, right? As long as the underlying finances mean financing is, is caught up, the property taxes are caught up, you know, any condo fees are all caught up and you still have possession of the property, you're good. You know what I mean? It doesn't matter how, like, how much they kick and scream, they would have to call you know, their lawyer and they would have to do a foreclosure and they would have to, we would have to be in default of the agreement before a lengthy process before they can take possession back. Um, in this scenario, which is a little rare, she stole it. Um, no, you probably asked me, why did I give her the keys? Well, she's going to bust in the door anyways. Um, she was very, very, very hostile. <laughs> um, so I just, you know, what? like the best approach for this is just to, to try and work with her and hopefully she's reasonable, but Obviously, she wasn't. Um, 
but yeah, that's so we got an email this morning and um, I'm just going to read through these comments real fast uh, before I move forward. Uh, okay, just in regards to tomorrow. Um, we got an email this morning. So every six months or so we get we get an email from our lawyer being like, hey, just an update. You know, we talked to their lawyer. They're still not interested. Um, we still even after that, we still offered her the opportunity to to rectify it, to pay us back, work out a payment plan, whichever. Um, but she's like, I'm not paying you $28,000. That's bullshit. I'm like, well, here, see how much mortgage we paid down. Um, that's the money that we're owed, right? Well, that's bullshit. You know, you guys have been renting it and collecting rent for two years and two or three years and three years where the rent works out to be $50,000 and you guys made a, like, well, yes, but we made the payment. She just, just does not understand. Like, it's, it's not a logical conversation. Um, and she says, I don't have money to pay you and I'm not paying you. And um, apparently the interest rate is still at 7.7%. Like she just keeps renewing it for another six months at 7.7. Um, she's in the whole 500, 600 bucks a month, every month. Um, she's renting it. She's not even living in it. And uh, where we're at right now is that um, the reason why she can't do anything with it is because we have a power of attorney on, on title. So she can't sell it. She can't refinance it. She can't do anything. Um, and she wants us to remove the power of attorney. I'm wrapping this up, Gabby. Sorry, Hannah. Um, so because we have the power of attorney, which protects us, we have a power of attorney registered on title. She can't do anything. She tried to sell it earlier this year. And we said, they, they, they asked for our signature to sell the property. And we said, no, not until we're paid. And so she's losing it. Like, I've got a buyer and I'll give you $2,000. Uh, and I'm like, no, $28,000. And she said, no, you'll get $2,000. And, uh, and I, I said, no. So basically that's, we've been going back and forth for the last couple of years, just, you know, doing that. It's gotten to the point now this morning, they said that she's given up. She's not pursuing to sell the property anymore. The buyer walked away. Um, the property is vacant and they're not pay making payments anymore. And they're just going to allow the bank to take it back and foreclose. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, Didn't that coming. They've been threatening. Well, they've been threatening that for the last six months. Well, they said if they you well, don't know, they've been threatening uh, litigation to take us to court. Yeah, take us to court. To I think the they. I think they realize though that it's a losing battle because because she's the one who defaulted, and her lawyer didn't realize that at first mm -hmm. because she just heard the stories from her side. But once our lawyer sent all of the text conversations and all that kind of stuff showing that, Hey, like she stole the property back. She's in default. <laughs> She's in default. She is the one who defaulted on the agreement. Um, I think that's when they realized that like they're screwed. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so yeah, it's kind of just been a waiting game. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. So what does that mean that? Well, um, she stops making payments. So we have a power of attorney registered on title. We don't have the, um, we don't have our agreement for sale register on title and we can if we want that way when they foreclose um the bank forecloses they'll see that we have an interest in the property and not just a power of attorney yeah um so that if they sell the property and there is a profit from the sale mm -hmm. above what she owes then mm -hmm. we would receive that mm -hmm. which but is unlikely because just the way the market's gone in the last couple of years yeah. on that particular property it went down um it sounds like there's no equity there to be had um that was one of the big issues that, you know, she wanted to sell it, but after paying a realtor, there was only $2,000 left. And she's yeah. like, you can have the $2,000. I'm like, no, we can have the $28,000. Um, I mean, had she sold it privately and not paid realtor fees, then there could have been more money for us, but she insisted on using a realtor. So it's just, it's, it's complicated. 
Um, the reason why we're owed money, you know, the 28,000 and, and you ask, well, what, there's no equity there. Why would you guys, are, are you entitled to it? Because that's how much equity was there when she defaulted. Yeah. The when, property yeah. has now gone down in value $30,000 since she defaulted. Right. So that's, we haven't had possession of the property. That's when she defaulted. So that's what's owed. Yeah. Um, that was the appraisal at that particular time. Mm-hmm. So her argument's like, well, there's only this much. That's all you're getting. I'm like, well. Yeah, but that's when you defaulted. Yeah, she strung um, it up to the point where there's had, nothing left in the property. Had we continued on, that would have been our loss. Yeah. <laughs> but um, it is what it is. Um, yeah, she's, rather than paying $28,000, which by the way, I mean, most of you guys know who are listening, you can get a $28,000 line of credit or credit card or something, a cash advance. You know what I mean? Like to. Well, we were offering her a no interest payment plan. Yes. Like she didn't even need to get a loan. She could have just started making like $50 payments a month. I think it was 150 bucks a month. That's what I asked her, which is like ridiculous. Until she got back on her feet. Which is like yeah. $1,300 a year. You know what I mean? It's just not even close to like paying it off. But like at the very least, I'm thinking to myself, if I can at least get $1,300 a year, it's better than getting nothing. Yeah. Um, we'll deal with the, the, the large sum later on down the road. So basically, know? we just managed a property for a few years for nada. Yeah. Which is whatever. Yeah, it's not not terrible. So yeah, we're not ruined. <laughs> um, we might have lost a couple thousand dollars just in like yeah. carrying costs, like when it was vacant. Yeah. Um, you know, we made a little bit of cash flow off it. So this is actually our first loss. Yeah. This is our first rental property loss. Yeah. Um, just interesting. Not very bad. Yeah. And Corey I mean, says, "Wow, that sounds terrifying." These are the stories that I like. And yeah, Corey, like when this all came to fruition, I was like anxiety ridden and now i'm just like oh wow that's interesting didn't see that coming (laughs) it's just like also my my name is on the contracts like i'm the one who purchased the property i'm so i'm just like are they taking me to court what's happening and wayne's like gabby she defaulted not us everything's okay remember this is how this works and this is how this works this is (laughs) why i'm doing this because it's going to be one months when it came up <laughs> it's going to be one of three things. If she does this, it's going to be this. If she does this, it's going to be this. Gonna be this. Yeah. And if she does that, like I've got it all planned out. That's why it's like super, I'm super chill about it. Like walking to get my cappuccino this morning, I see an email, I read it from the lawyer. I'm like, meh. <laughs> Actually, to be honest, the money that we lost is the money we paid the lawyer, the retainer for the lawyer. Yeah, for sure. That's, that's, we've lost a lot of money in that. But like, um, you know, I could have accepted, I think they offered us like $2,000 a little while back, and I could have accepted that. But, um, I, I don't. I, it's a, the principle of everything. It's the principle like of she, everything. yeah, she had choices she could have made, and she didn't make good ones. Yeah, and that's on her, not us. That's the thing again that we need to keep going back to is that like this is a business. This isn't emotional. This isn't about you know like yes, be a good human when it's necessary to be a good human, but also it's a business and you get what you're entitled to. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I don't work for free for three years. Like I just don't. Yeah. And let's just, there's, we got to remember there's a lot of different details like during those two, three months when there was arguments going on uh, that we're not including just for privacy reasons. Oh yeah. Um, there was a lot of like, this isn't just like, you know, this happened to her. Yeah. No, she no, made literally every bad decision yeah. and we gave her every opportunity just like to, to fix this. Hey, we're trying to fix this. Like, hey, you can have the home back and you can fix this. And you said this and you're going to do this. And then she didn't. And then she stole the property. Like, why did you do that? And she's like, it's my house. I'm like, yeah, but you realize what you just did. Like, just just get your stuff out of there. 
give us the keys back. We'll fix this. Nope. I'm like, okay. They, they, life is full of decisions, lady, and you are making fucking terrible ones. Yeah. So we followed through. But anyways, um, more on this I know, tomorrow. I know, I, I know. Yeah, more on this tomorrow. Um, anyone who's never heard an agreement for sale is like, what the fuck is going yeah. on? <laughs> um, and and to be honest, talking with other you know uh, creative investors who do agreement for sales, uh, they're like, yeah, I've never had this happen. Um, yeah. I talked to Barry. He's like, yeah, it's never happened. So um, we got some we got some cool stories along along the way of just you know things that you know didn't really work out. Um, and even with that, we're still in the game. We're still in it every day. We're oh, yeah. still. It's, 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 it's just, it's a learning experience. I think someone said here, Wilson said, you got, you got experience out of it. You got paid an experience, Josh says. Um, absolutely. And now I can share that with other people. So you guys can put in, you know, measures and mitigators to make sure that, you know, you're, you're mitigating your risk. Yeah. Right. To make sure that that never happens. A lot of these things that you catch in these courses where they say, oh, you should use, um, joint accounts as opposed to, you know, um, uh, posted a checks and stuff like that. These are all reasons because people have dealt with these experiences before. So if you guys got questions about agreement for sales and stuff like that, we'll, uh, we'll talk about that tomorrow. I have gotten one too many wrap it ups from Gabby this morning. So I'm going to end it. I am freaking out. <laughs> we are way behind. All right. See you guys in the morning. Bye. Thanks for listening to the real estate investing morning show. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, thank you. Interested in being a guest on the show? Send us an email to info at reimorningshow.com. 